This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. It is Wednesday, and you know what that means. That means we bring on the one and only Matt, the mortgage guy. How you doing, sir? I'm, I'm doing great, Mike. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. I appreciate all these conversations. Really watching the lending in the mortgage market is something that is important. I've been doing it for a while, and having somebody like you as one of our weekly experts is uh, truly an honor. So thank you so much. No, thanks for having me. It's fun. It's fun to just have these conversations. And, and sometimes, you know, you get so busy in the trenches and in the mechanics of, of loans that, that being able to step back and look at it and talk about it. Sometimes I have like these, you know, <laughs> mid-sentence epiphanies where I go, oh, never thought about that. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's good to step back and you can, awesome. you can see the picture more clear when you're not in the frame sometimes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, hey, one of the first, one of our first topics today, and we are going to do three, I want to talk about is I want to talk about the first time home buyer, right? Whether it's three and a half percent down FHA, 5% conventional, whatever it is. I want to just give them some coaching, some advice, encouragement. I think home ownership is the path to a better financial future. Um, you know, I think, you know, the people that get on the property ladder with a good yes answer, I'm not talking about 2006 yes answers, which were, you know, bad, but people that are going to get on it is, is a good thing. So I know some of your business is these first time home buyers. What are some words of advice, some things they should be thinking about? Because it's more than just 5% down. There's other things they should consider. Right. And, and first and foremost, you know, I like what you said about, you know, these folks and, and encouraging them. You, a lot of people that are entering or have entered, you know, the, the purchase market in the last six, 12, 18 months, mm-hmm. think it's hard, think it's impossible there's still hope for you. It's still yeah. possible. And a quick plug for my, my lives every Monday at 6 PM Pacific standard time, I go live on my YouTube channel. Yes. Every single week I have somebody saying, Hey guys, don't give up. Just got my offer accepted. I'm so excited. You know, just order the appraisal, whatever it is, right. They're yeah. still getting their offers accepted all over the country. So it's possible for you too. Absolutely. And there's 3% down conventional. There's three and a half FHA. There's 5% down conventional. There's programs where you don't have to be a cash buyer. You don't have right. to be somebody with 30% down. And um, the, the things that you want to do to prepare yourself. And I have these conversations all the time and I enjoy it because I want to help as many people as possible, but I don't need to help them this month or next month. Some right. people are six months out. Some yeah. people are 12 months out. The more you can do to get your general finances in order, the better prepared you are to buy a house. And, and the more likelihood that it's something that becomes, you know, home ownership should be a dream. It shouldn't be a nightmare. It shouldn't oh, be yeah. something that's stretching you. It shouldn't be something that, you know, you, you dread paying the mortgage every month. You should be proud and happy. You've got a fixed mortgage payment that you can pay every single month. And so, um, yeah, one thing- real quick, a couple of things. I just want to echo that. So like you're saying on your lives, first, what is your YouTube page? Because it is awesome. I've been on it myself. So what is it? Just go to YouTube and Matt, the mortgage guy. You'll find me. Yeah. The other thing I want to talk about is there's definitely a housing slowdown. But when I say that, folks, I don't want you to hear crash. Some people hear me talk about housing slowdown. I look every day. 
and they think I'm talking crash. No, I'm just meaning more inventory. You can take a breath. You're not going to get seven offers in seven seconds. And you are, people in my course are buying stuff under asking. It's amazing, right? It's, it doesn't, it's not like April, right? August is not April and people need to hear that. And then the last thing, for the people that are doing the work and got in last year, I just want you to realize what happened, right? You took action when people saying there was a crash, right? Ken McElroy is very famous for saying there was a 40% crash coming, don't buy. <laughs> Where if you did buy, let's just do some math together. Let's say you bought a 200K home and you put 5% down, that's 10%. Let's say you were in a slow appreciating market and it only went up 10%, only. So it went from 200 to 220. Your 10% or your 10K, excuse me, your 10K is now earns you $20,000 profit. You made 200% on your money. That's pretty good ROI. That's pretty good ROI. And oh, by the way, if you did a 10% down, you were probably paying PMI because you're not at the 20%. But now you can go refi it, not pay PMI and probably lower your interest rate. So right. it is that double whammy you talk about seeing sometimes. So uh, yeah, the property ladder is really good once you get on it. Right, yeah. And one thing I think that, if I were to look at it and, and talk, try to identify the two biggest hurdles, mm -hmm. it's student loan debt, which everybody knows about. Yep. And Fannie and Freddie, the guidelines have tried to make it easy where we can use, you know, half a percent of, of your total student loan debt, or we can use the income-based repayment number that you're paying. Mm -hmm. And, and so they've done what they can to ease lending guidelines around student loan debt. The one thing that if I were to give one piece of overarching advice, do not, do not, do not go out when you get your first job and buy a $60,000 car. Yes. I can't, I can't tell you how many people, Mike, $700 car payment. Ugh. And if regardless of how much you make, really, you don't want to be spending a huge number on something that depreciates as fast as a vehicle. Yeah. Especially before you own a house. I mean, it's, that I, yeah. I, I drove through an apartment complex. Um, I don't know if I should admit this, but sometimes I dump some trash in there, in there, <laughs> but I saw, I saw a yellow Corvette and I saw a Range Rover in apartment complex. And I thought to myself, these people should probably be homeowners before they're Corvette owners. Yeah. Just, just, just my thoughts. Yeah. But um, it's funny you bring that up because the episode that just published, I, I talked to, uh, uh, he's 29. He bought his first house at 23. He, he's telling this story about how he saved up the $19,000 to buy it. And he says, Hey, I had a friend that had the same 19 grand. They went out and bought a Range Rover and he bought a house. Now the guy still has the Range Rover after six years, but now it's worth what? 25 grand. And he turned that 19,000 bucks into half a million dollars. It's just the same example, just in real life. It's funny. Right. The video just got posted. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's good debt and there's, and there's, and there's leverage debt. and then there's there's stupid debt yeah yeah so buy the house first that's that's the lesson from earlier again i can't tell you how many people i've bumped into that were excited to be in contract to buy a home and I, this happens then they go out while they're in contract they go buy a car oops whoops whoops that <laughs> didn't come changes yeah I, I i think i think we do a fairly good job of sending out like things you need to know and, and faqs and whatnot and so I'd like to think that we avert some of those crises, but trust me, Mike, when I tell people like, don't move money, don't do this, don't do that. They send me the message. Hey, this car broke down, or I was thinking about buying this car. And it's always like, just wait until you're done. But, yeah. wait but till, I'm sure. Wait till the ink's dry. Right. Wait till with, the money showed up. With, without the warnings. Yeah. People are going out there and, and uh, 
you know, the, the lender's advice is generally like, don't buy a car while you're an escrow unless you want to live in it. Unless <laughs> <laughs> you want to live in it. That's funny. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty cool. So um, what kind of credit scores do people need to watch out for? People probably need to look at their credit scores more. Um, you know, if you're going to do a 5% down conventional, do they got to think, do they got to get what above 650, 680? Where, where do they got to be kind of minimum? Yeah. Well, 620 is like, conventionals bare minimum okay where they won't lend to you under 620 and then like we've talked about the algorithm Mm -hmm. that that you've got to get filtered through to give you a yes or no answer is going to look at everything Mm -hmm. and so if you're putting five percent down and you've got a 627 credit score they're not going to let you go as high debt to income wise right versus you've got 760 credit score um you know, you can still put 5% down and probably stretch that back in ratio to, to 44% and still be okay. You're not going to get that yes answer at a 44% debt to income ratio with a 627 score. What score is historically the best rates? Is it 720, 760? 760 and above. And different lenders have different buckets and they have different okay. buckets for different programs. Like I've seen some of these jumbo programs where they'll give you an extra little, like, you know, Booth. I don't even know what the heck to call it, but the the rate will get slightly better at 780 and above. Ah, and so, okay. um, you know, when you're 720, 740 and above, know that you're going to be getting um, the best or very close to the best when it comes to, to to rates and terms. And on those conventional loans, especially when you're putting 5% down, not only is your rate affected, but more importantly, your, your mortgage insurance is affected. Yeah. Because you put 5% down, you've got a 620 score your mortgage insurance is going to be expensive. Yeah. So much so that it might make more sense to go FHA, but you got 760 score. Mortgage insurance has gotten cheaper and cheaper, especially for people who have been really responsible and have great credit scores. They're, they're going to pay very little uh, mortgage insurance premium. Some of the ones I've looked at, you know, the factor is like 0.17%. So it might be like 50, $60 a month, mm. which is pretty darn cheap. And again, for folks that don't know, you're going to be paying mortgage insurance up to 20% down. Yeah, a lot of them. A lot of them actually want you to have 78% loan to value. So you actually have to have 22. Okay. Right. You know, and then you have to either apply to have it fall off, or you have to have them do some automated value of the house or a new appraisal to show, like, yeah, it's worth 500 now, and I owe 382. Please remove this. Right. Very cool. That's what we're going to talk about in episode number two: how to get rid of it, because a lot of California homeowners that bought in the last two years that probably can get rid of it. So we're going to make sure we do that in episode number two. Uh, what about last thing on this topic? Number one, what kind of cash reserves do you recommend first time home buyers have post down payment? Right. Which there's recommendation and then there's, you know, qualifying on a lot of, a lot of these loans you can buy. And if you don't own any other property, you might only need, let's call it 28,000 for your 5% down plus your closing costs, random purchase price. Mm -hmm. The lender might not require you to have any reserves. I'm telling you have three to six months of reserves because inevitably, even if the house is in perfect condition, you buy a new house, you want to make it your own. Yeah. The wife's going to want some couches. Uh, There's going to be- You have to paint that room. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. A lot of Home Depot trips, regardless of- uh, you know, what condition the house is in. Yeah. So in the end, folks, uh, we are both very huge proponents of getting on the property ladder. There are low down payment programs. There's ways to do it. Um, Any closing thoughts on this? 
No, just uh, like the only thing is like you said it in the beginning and, and I really want to make a video on this to show people the power of leverage. Like there's not very many assets that you can go out. And I think meet Kevin has called it like controlling, like you control a $400,000 asset mm-hmm. with, with $20,000 down yeah. with 5% down. There's not a lot of stuff where you can do that to where if it appreciates on average 4%, which I think is like, if we go back to 1995 mm-hmm. real quick, you've seen 200,000, you know, maybe a decade yeah. of equity with your, with your 20% down payment. Yep. Like that's, those are, those are good returns. That's why people love real estate, that and a bunch of other things. So um, yeah, the video I referenced earlier, uh, the gentleman bought a $500,000 house with three and a half percent down 19, 19 grand, he said, and he just sold it literally closed yesterday for eight seventy five. Six years later. Wow. Yeah. This is in the city of Seattle, Washington. Wow. Yes, folks, the power of home ownership, power of home ownership, get on the property ladder, live below your means, understand your credit score, have reserves. Don't buy the car while you're in escrow unless you want to live on it. That is a good statement. Thank yeah. you, Mr. Matt, the mortgage guy. Take care. All right. Thanks, Mike.